In Jesus' day, there were literally dozens of people who ran around claiming that they were the Messiah. Nowadays, we might think somebody actively claiming to be the Messiah as delusional or drug-addled. Nowadays, actually, the person promising to be your savior is probably a lot more subtle and sophisticated, maybe a politician, maybe a set of ideas. But the real Jesus that we're exploring this week, leading up to Easter, the real Jesus in history is seen in various roles, and I'm going to use today and tomorrow the word states in a really important way. Welcome. Hello, Hopeful. This is Roger Corville, and this is for the Hope's Always Be Ready segment, where we supplement our daily Bible read-through with a short exploration of an idea, something that relates to us thinking strategically and biblically, if not living more effectively as Sunday morning touches down on Monday morning. Now, we've been working through and paraphrasing some ideas from R.C. Sproul's book, Who is Jesus? Because we don't want a counterfeit Jesus any more than we want counterfeit $100 bills, right? At least I trust that's the truth. And because part of always being ready to be an ambassador like Jesus has asked you to do means it's useful when you spot how others think of Jesus. Now, when we think about Jesus, it's useful to remember that he is eternally God. One essence, three persons. Just a few days ago in our daily audio Bible reading, we heard Jesus himself affirm this, saying, Before Abraham was, I am. He spoke in the present tense. Now, it's also worth pointing out that many theologians believe the Bible records visible manifestations of God before Jesus' birth and walking around on the earth, right? God is invisible, but this visible manifestation has a $4 theology word called a theophany. And those who believe a theophany was the second person of the Trinity, meaning Jesus, they call it a Christophany. For instance, the mysterious figure in Genesis 14, Melchizedek, whom Abraham paid tithes to and from whom he received a blessing, might have been a Christophany. Was that Christ in disguise? Well, we probably won't know this side of heaven. But that's the reason I'm using this word states, because what is the state of Jesus? In the truest sense, Jesus was Jesus infinitely before he took on human flesh, incarnated, which is what we celebrate at Christmas, obviously. His life on earth and, of course, then after. And this, my friends, you might recall, is affirmed in the Apostles' Creed. You've seen or recited at church even which says this, He was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. Now that kind of sums up the core of Christian belief. Now, in his resurrected state, Jesus came out of the grave with the same body that had been put into the grave, but that body was changed, a different state. It was glorified. The resurrected Christ was in a glorified state, which was a foreshadowing of the new physical bodies that we will enjoy in the final resurrection, as Paul explains 
and this is 1 Corinthians 15, 42-45, so it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable. What is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. Thus it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. And, just so we're clear, (laughs) just make sure that that really lands. It's kind of the point today. This means that the Bible tells us that Jesus still has a body, and it's the same but different in some way, just like ours will be forever and ever. Why is this a big deal, of course? Well, Paul is arguing that we will live forever with a body. Now, there's one final state to consider, and we're going to ultimately get to it tomorrow. But just to wrap up the idea of the states of Jesus, here it is, King of Kings. The final goal of Jesus' earthly ministry was not the cross or even the resurrection. The ultimate goal is his final return and the consummation of his kingdom. Again, we're going to get to that tomorrow because it's a little bit longer. So let's wrap up today, making sure we don't miss the point. Jesus, eternally the Son, now has a body that had a beginning point in time and history. He still has a body, a new glorified body as will we when the perishable is raised imperishable. And if you're talking to someone about Jesus, maybe the real Jesus, this is how God chose to relate to us in time, even though God's eternal. We have a beginning point in history, but we also have an eternal destiny. The question for each and every person is where our eternal destinies will spend that eternity with the one who conquered sin and death and whose blood at Easter invites us to join him or not because no other false savior can get you there. I love you, my friends. Amen. Amen.